Hello and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb and with me as always is Marshall Brooke. Um, could you call me Damien? I'm trying to be a little more like looming and mysterious. Sure, yeah. I mean, that was very mysterious. I didn't know what you were going <laughs> to say. You had no idea what was coming next. <laughs> but the first thing in my mind was mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, I could do, I could do that. You want me to try it again? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, uh, hello and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb, and with me as always is Damien. Hello. God, I never know what you're going to do next. <laughs> me either, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us on this uh, this very fun episode. Marshall, I got a question for you, a weird one. Uh-oh. Yeah, what did Joe Biden eat for lunch? Oh... Um, so for lunch, uh, uh, so first of all, first of all, before we get into what he ate, have you seen that super ribbed chef at the White House? <laughs> like, do you know who I'm talking about? No, I actually you don't. You I don't? don't. I don't watch the news. No, that, this isn't. This is something I saw on Reddit. This is not a news thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up a picture right now. I just imagine like like Fox News running with like a. <laughs> now, this guy's yeah. This guy. I don't know if he's still the chef. He was the chef for a long time. This guy's fucking fucking massive dude oh that okay i've seen that like is that the, the this white is, this house is the, chef this is the chef at the white house dude jesus christ <laughs> what do you think he makes um i think he made like some little uh, uh like some mushroom ravioli maybe with some ricotta oh, okay yeah yeah and then uh, uh and then and then uh he beat up some kids afterwards because he's allowed to because he's friends with the president oh yeah i i thought <laughs> Oh, like beat it up like a, like like you beat an egg. No, I just <laughs> at first I thought like, oh no, he would stop kids from fighting, and then I was like, no, 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 man, that guy looks like Debo from Friday. <laughs> he would definitely beat up some kids to steal their bike. Yeah, and he doesn't even need it. He's got all the other kids that he beat up's bike. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally dragging all of their bikes <laughs> behind on a big <laughs> chain. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he beats up the kids with these swings it like a flail. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ravioli. <laughs> All right, yeah, no. Asked and answered. Well, if you guys have uh, figured it out, this is a comedy podcast and a music discovery podcast. Each week, Marshall and I take a select theme and we cater a playlist of music based around that theme. This week's theme is blank a memoir a memoir yeah marshall and i are gonna be cooking up some best-selling you know novels here or i guess memoirs <laughs> yeah uh, yeah wait is a memoir a novel a memoir is like your story right um i i, I think i don't think it is a novel because i think novels are like like fantasy like fictitious at least maybe not fantasy but like yeah. like like i think they're fiction but I've been wrong before. <laughs> so if you guys have figured this out, we're not like the smartest people, but we know music. And we know the ripped chef at the White House. God, he's so fucking <laughs> ripped. Like I shredded, dude. Yeah. Like he's the, like they, the wheat wasn't shredded until he showed up. You know what I mean? He looks, <laughs> he looks like a Pokemon trainer. You know, like, like just he's so buff and yet he's wearing like the chef's thing. It's like, 
It's like his, he's the ba- like he's the guy who trains all the food Pokemon. His you only know? no, his only Pokemon is Machamp, but the Machamp is also in a chef's jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus. So I brought that back around. Yeah, no, thank you. I just I'm glad you said it because it hasn't left my mind the entire time. I don't know how we're gonna make it through this episode. I wish I wish I would have known this before doing whatever bullshit I was doing because I would have done this guy's memoir. <laughs> I know now that see I was thinking the same thing. Now that I've brought him up, I was gonna say like yeah, like I bet he's got a story to tell. Oh like, god, all the chapters would just be different food that he gave to different presidents. Oh, I was thinking it would just be like like push-ups. Yeah, up down up down up down chapter three. Down, up. Oh, whoa. Bit of a turn. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you keep the readers going. Cooking for Mr. President, a memoir. <laughs> well, Marshall, before we get into the rest of this podcast, I think we got to do a little segment we like to call Beer of the Day. Let me go again, please. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. It's time for Beer of the Day. Yeah. Stop buying Miller Lite. When they stop making it as delicious as it is, I'll stop. <laughs> Someone who buys Miller Lite for just the exquisite flavor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Why would you drink anything else? <laughs> I guess if you had money. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd probably have money if you didn't buy that golden goblet to pour your Miller Lights into. So. Well, that's what gives it the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. The the corroding metal. (laughs) Yeah. If you put anything in a goblet, it makes it taste better. It makes it taste wealthier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's you gotta fake it till you make it. It's a very rich flavor. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I'm not that like, you know, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos level where it's like I just have like a skull lying around from a dead factory worker. You're you're like Like, you're like one or two levels under that. Yeah, I'm like (laughs) you're right on the cusp. I'm so close. You're on the cusp, but not quite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like so close to getting there. Like you I have a I have a boat, every, but I don't have a yacht. You, you know? and every person who votes Republican. No, I'm like I'm like so <laughs> close. I'm like so close. I'll be rich. <laughs> no, I gotta make sure that it's <laughs> that it's easy to be on top because I'm gonna get there. <laughs> Me. Me. I'm gonna get there. Me, Joe Blow, normal American guy. <laughs> I just need my own NFTs to take off. We should make NFTs of the White House chef. <laughs> so, why don't you start? What are you drinking today, Zach? I always I always go yeah, first. Uh well, you know, for me, you know, I'm trying to stay hydrated, you know? Trying to stay hydrated, you know. Yeah. And I'm getting a little bit more southern as I talk. I think that's a sign of dehydration, so it's a good thing you're drinking a lot. You know, because I'm drinking some of that ranch water, but this, specifically, oh, is a rancherita. A rancherita? Yeah. It sounds like a, a, a Doritos flavor. <laughs> rancherita. Cool rancherita. <laughs> rancherita sounds like a lady <laughs> who just who's just, you know, just rode in hard and put up wet, you know? Ranch Rita left the gate open to the cattle pen again. (laughs) 
I heard there's some coyotes out there. Don't worry, Ranch Rita, she's out there. <laughs> she's got a machete. <laughs> she's got talons. <laughs> Natural born talons. She was made for the West. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marshall? What what delectable, delicious sort of uh, uh, exquisite thing are you uh, partaking in? <laughs> it's very exquisite. It's yeah. very high class. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how I wanted to drink a 40 on the show again. And, you know, I decided after a lot of thought that a 40 just was not the right move. Sure. So what I have today is a 42-ounce Steel Reserve malt liquor. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm excited about it. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. If I'm a couple sips in, I'm... Enjoying it, you know. It was funny. I I <laughs> I was I, having such a bad day when I bought this. Yes. I bought this a couple of days. Is that what you're gonna say? I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. <laughs> I was I, having such a bad day, and we had to buy beers for the show. Yeah. The day was so bad, we postponed recording. That's why I'm drinking this days later. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I was having such a bad day, and we went into the gas station to buy beer, and I just looked. I just looked up and down, and I just grabbed the 42 ounce steel reserve. Yeah. And I could just tell that you were you, in your eyes. You were like, he's making a choice. (laughs) No, I was just like, oh, like, you know, he can drink that, but I don't know if, like, that's going to (laughs) help. No, I'm really glad I did not drink this that day. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was so pissed off at work. It was so funny because it's like, I also was like, let me do that bit where I, like, one up you, you know? (laughs) But then I was like, nah, he. Nah, he's having a rough day. You'd have to you'd have to buy like two thirty six ounce beers to one up me, and that's probably not a game you want to play. <laughs> hey, I played a lot of games that I don't want to play. <laughs> you ever show up to like a board game night and a person you don't really know too well? Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a friends board game night. It's like you're a plus one or like. <laughs> They pull out. They pull out like a 300-page a, a instruction book and say, "All right, let's get started." And they like thump it on the table. Yeah, I once I once played Dungeons and Dragons with a bunch of strangers and had the cold, sobering realization that I'm like, "Oh, I just really like my friends." Yeah, this game's really fun when you're playing it with people with, you like. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like that's what the good part of the game is. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, oh, this sucks." <laughs> Well, Marshall, I think we should move on to our first segment. And uh, this is a segment that I've uh, kind of came up with, and it's called uh, uh, Your Life's Not That Great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. Not you specifically. Are you you reading my chest tattoo to the people? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling up all your Facebook memories, and we're just going to (laughs) go... 2011, Marshall Brooks says. <laughs> Damn, 10 years since 9-11. <laughs> Wish I could go back. <laughs> Time flies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Woo, okay. Um, a lot to unpack there. The 40s bringing out a lot in you. Um, I'm having fun. So this segment is a, I have pulled up the reviews of some autobiographies of famous musicians, right? So these are people who who have given a one-star review to an autobiography by a famous person, all right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. This first one 
is from Sting's memoir. <laughs> Sting. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely some dudes that are not down to read about Sting, but yeah. try to anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's his memoir. It's called Broken Music. <laughs> All right. This is from TC. Uh one star titled Broken. Dot 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 autobiography. <laughs> I've read some large books. <laughs> Oh, right. First, yeah, right. Okay, time. TC, oh, I yeah. believe that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you a big book reader? Oh, big book man over here. Oh, uh, big book man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've read some large books. <laughs> Wait, was that the follow-up sentence? <laughs> <laughs> just that over and over again. I'm just resetting. There's some go, momentum. Go. You sorry, gotta, sorry. You gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll understand why. <laughs> I've read some large books, happily, and I'm a fan of Joyce. That should tell you, I'm not adverse to a lot of words, complex language, etc. This book could have been edited to half <clears throat> the published length, and it would have still been too long for its contents. <laughs> Stick with music, smiley winky emoji. <laughs> if you're a fan of Eric Clapton, I enjoyed his autobiography. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. TC's got bad taste. Yeah. So I read that and I was like, all right, time to find a one-star review of Eric Clapton's autobiography. <laughs> the natural progression. <laughs> it, it goes, I've read many large books. <laughs> I like Joyce. <laughs> I like Joyce. I like Joyce. Okay. <laughs> She's nice. All right, so this is this is from Eric Clapton's <laughs> autobiography, just called Clapton. This is from Janice. Uh, huge disappointment. One star. I just finished reading Clapton's book, and I must say, it is one of the most boring bios <laughs> I have ever read. <laughs> that wasn't her fault. That was my fault. <laughs> Thought it was a period, just a smudge on my glasses. I am a recovering alcoholic, and because of that, I was interested in his journey to sobriety. And I'm so sorry his son Connor died so tragically. <laughs> sorry, not to, I'm sorry, Clapton. I'm not. I'm just. just... Well, you don't have to apologize, to Eric. Clapton. No, you're right. He's a piece of shit. But just yeah. that progression, you know. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. Oh um, no. <laughs> but so much of doesn't make any sense. <laughs> When did his divorce from Patty happen? Wait, they just skipped that? Yeah. No mention of that. Clapton just droned on and on, boring me to death about his tours, all the homes he's owned all over the world, his yacht. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I have absolutely no sympathy for him. <laughs> I wish I had saved my money. 33 people found this helpful. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, she does bring up a good point. Like, like when people are reading stories about people 
one of the biggest turnoffs of a story is when a person just talks about like, yeah, and I've got like seventeen cars and like like this and that. Like like when you just life's like, pretty crazy. When you just yeah. flaunt your wealth, you know that's not that's not a good story. So, yeah. So I will give her credit there, but uh, 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 I think it's really interesting that he doesn't mention his divorce. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like all I would talk about was my divorce <laughs> if I was writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so funny if you did a divorce memoir and half the book was missing. Because <laughs> you lost it in the divorce. She, she, she got that half of the manuscript <laughs> and both kids. All right. This one from Lenny Kravitz's autobiography <laughs> called Let Love Rule. This is a review by Gene. Feel like I'm being cheated. One star. <laughs> Granted, his mom is fabulous. <laughs> Fantastic child hool. She misspelled hood. Child hool. But really, after 400 pages and a wedding to Lisa Bonet, that's all? <laughs> Come on! What, did he think he was going to write about when his dick fell out on stage? Like, <laughs> I imagine this came out before, but that definitely deserves like three chapters. Like the, before that concert, during that concert, and your life for the rest of time. <laughs> Just like volume one of, of Flea's bio, everything stops on a dime when it gets really interesting? Question mark. <laughs> Mr. Publisher, you cheated me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Publisher Mr. Publisher Mr. Publisher you... How could you publish this book? You have betrayed the people <laughs> Mr. Publisher sitting behind his mahogany desk <laughs> Alright, alright, this next one Is from Motley Crue's Autobiography called Dirt And then like a shitload of words after that Uh <laughs> Motley Crue's just so cheesy. It's yeah. like I can only imagine. Oh yeah, a lot of them are really fucked up. Like the 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 the, the reviews on there, and I'm like, yeah, sounds like pieces of shit, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> these guys sound like they suck. But this one, this one I like a lot. Uh, <laughs> this is from P Smiles, P- or or P S Miles. I don't oh, know. Okay, okay. I, I was thinking like piss smiles, like P Smiles. I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa. It's called. Reads like a high school drama. One star. <laughs> it's a Motley Crue book. What are you expecting? Probably the worst book I've read in the last 20 years. One chapter after the next, all about some dudes who couldn't keep their cocks leashed or their noses <laughs> clean. <laughs> Wish it had been more about the music. Four people found this helpful. What? Okay, two things. Firstly, let's all appreciate that P-Smile keeps his cock on a leash. You got it. <laughs> like, if it's you're like, out and about. It's like one of the ones that, like, it can it can walk off on its own a little bit, but you push the button and it sucks it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the second thing I was going to say was. <laughs> Fair. All right, well, <laughs> this one... This one is from Dave Mustaine's memoir. Okay. Which is called Mustaine, a heavy metal memoir. 
And this reviews from uh, Ken. Greedy. <laughs> One star. Didn't read his crap. <laughs> <laughs> what a... What a greedy douche for raising his cameo prices. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this was just so funny. No one found this helpful. Oh, really? <laughs> Not what? tell me. That's just funny because it's like, it's like, that right there's the mentality. I hate broccoli. Have you had it? No. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Why would I eat it? It's gross. It just fucking looks like trees. <laughs> All right, Marshall. I don't want to overhype this one, but this one's <laughs> this one's the last one. This one's my favorite. Okay. This is from Travis Barker's autobiography. Okay. Called Can I Say Living Large and Drums Drums Drums. <laughs> this is written by Anonymous. Beware of smell. <laughs> One star. <laughs> what? Book had a bad smell when it arrived. <laughs> like many people, I'm sensitive to smells. <laughs> this is unacceptable. <laughs> I should not feel like I'm sticking my head in a, <laughs> in a bottle of weird, too intense, possibly toxic to my lungs perfume just to try and learn <laughs> about Blink-182's amazing drummer. <laughs> my one-star review is not a comment of Mr. Barker's life work. <laughs> Frustratingly, I couldn't even read much of this intriguing book because the smell was bothering me so much. <laughs> My mother looked at the book only briefly and said her eyes were burning. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. She definitely has chemical sensitivities. <laughs> so maybe smell wouldn't trouble you as much as it did us. But I personally don't think it should. T you should take a chance. That's so. No one found this helpful. That's so. See, and 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 I'm curious because it's like, there's so many things that can cause a book to stink, but from the way that he described it, or they described it, anonymous. Yeah. Uh, 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 by the way it was described, it's like he believes that it was like they dipped the book into like mystery by Calvin Klein. Yeah. You know. Like, <laughs> Well, it's just so funny how he was just like, this is not a review of the book. <laughs> On his review of the book. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, like, that was the first one I found. That like, was well, the first one you found? That was the first one I found. and Because uh, I, I was like, oh, musician uh, autobiographies. Oh, Travis Barker has one. I'm sure there's one for that. <laughs> and then that was the first one I found. And I was like, this bit is going to work. <laughs> It doesn't matter if any of the other stories are good. Yeah. This book quite literally stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he says Mr. Barker. Mr. Barker. I want to learn about Blink-182's amazing drummer. <laughs> but this book smells so bad. Well, Marshall, that is the end of your life's not that great. <laughs> I know. Stop reminding me. <laughs> 
And now I think it's time for us to move into the main segment of this show. And if Marshall, you could do me a solid favor and the listeners a solid favor and let them know how we do this part of the show each week, every time, same way. Of course, yeah. So uh, this week, Zach and I have each uh, written the first three chapters of our personal memoirs. And that's not what we're discussing on the show today, but we thought it was an important uh, step into making sure that we could really get into the shoes of whoever's memoir we're discussing on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I wrote my three chapters. They were pretty sad. Yeah. Um, Not a lot happened. Uh, my car broke down. That was separate from the writing. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, I hit a mini talk show circuit, kind of figured things out. And uh, 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 basically, uh, uh, I made a five song playlist. And so <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you about this memoir. We're going to listen to five songs. Jam out. Jimmy jam out. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Zach, I guess, also made a playlist. I, I for a minute he thought we were just writing books. It was kind of yeah. it was it was like, dude, no, Zach, the whole show, every week, the same way, make a playlist. Yeah, and I was like, I just sent it to Mister Publisher. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm waiting back for notes. He called it shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be then, fair, it was a lot of like blah blah blah. Just, I'm sad. Blah blah. Just like blah blah written in all caps yeah. and like a sharpie on notebook paper. Oh, sharpie's yeah. too expensive. Crayon, baby. <laughs> Crayon. Um, but yeah, so I think I think I covered the bases. I'd honestly, yeah. I honestly, I well, why don't you lead this one off? Why don't we, why don't we learn a little bit more about the life and times of blank? Hello, and welcome to Behind the Books. In this show, we discuss our favorite books with the authors who wrote them. I'm your host, Ira Glass, and today I'm joined by Screthlax the Reanimator, discussing discussing his latest book, Necromancy, a memoir. My first song is Necromancy by Obed High. Nice. one of those songs where uh it's just got killer riffs yeah like uh i searched i searched necromancy in spotify mm-hmm. and there was like a lot of like very clearly like heavy metal bands yeah and so i just scrolled down for a bit before i clicked on one i was like <laughs> i was like all the ones that it lists first are gonna have a lot of plays you know right right right, right. that's um, not why we're here right so i just i kind of scrolled down a whole bunch and i just kind of clicked one and this was the first one i clicked and I was like, "Oh, this is like killer. This is like this is super cool." Um and 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 yeah, I'm happy I did that. I I I, I sorry other bands with a song called Necromancy out there didn't even give you a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're going to be doing this show a long time. <laughs> yeah, it'll Every, come up again. Everyone gets a turn. <laughs> 
the Q forms right over here. Yeah. Um. Just submit and <laughs> and we'll get to it. So this song is like heavy in a really cool way. I really like it. Um. But the thing that I really loved the most about it was the vocals reminded me a lot of like Josh Homme in early Queens of the Stone Age. Oh yeah. Um. Right when he was like coming out of Caius and like getting out of his like stoner rock phase, which like. Arguably, Queens of the Stone Age is still a stoner rock band, but just like, I don't know, out of, out of that like grimy 90s stoner rock into like the glossy 2000s stoner rock. Yeah, you know it's a little I mean? bit more like commercial. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it's like, I love Queens of the Stone Age. I love Caius. So the yeah. second I heard those vocals, I was like, I dig this shit. Hell yeah. Um, so Obed High, uh, they have 26 monthly plays. Oh, damn. Uh, but I'm convinced they're going to get many, many more. Because yeah. Zach... This is the only song they have out. Oh, fuck yeah. And it came out two weeks ago. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really stumbled upon, like, gold for the show, you know? <laughs> Hot off the presses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's dope as hell. I mean, it fucking, I, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things sometimes when we find a song, but it's, like, from, like, five or six years ago, and we're just like, I don't know where this band is, but it's, like, really great that like, these guys are making great music, Yep. and we can just be like, hey, Check these dudes out, because obviously they're still on it. You exactly, know? yeah. And so the thing is, like, obviously I don't have another song I can recommend, um, but, like, check this one out. Um, I really dug the vibe on it. It's just really cool. Give them um, a follow, you know? Yeah, oh, please do, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I have this song liked, so it's in my rotation officially. Hey. Um, And since I can't recommend another song, I thought I'd maybe, like, read their bio just to, like, <laughs> add some more fluff here. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. Amidst the muck and slime, Obad High emerges to conquer all with sludge-filled progressive doom metal. Dope. <laughs> yeah, I know. I loved that. Yeah, it was so was cool. <laughs> yeah. That was good, guys. That's good. So, uh, tell us, Strethlax, what inspired you to tell your story? I do feel that nobody speaks of what it's like to be a necromancer in the modern age. It's always... Hey, you can't take that? Or, <laughs> why do you want my son's body? <laughs> but no one stops to think of how invaluable hobbies can be in today's times. <laughs> Ever since COVID, my DMs have been full to the brim with folks trying to get their skull-slinging game going. Some folks bake bread. <laughs> Others crochet. But an increasingly large portion of the populace has an interest in reanimating the dead to do their bidding. It does seem, though, that everyone wants to monetize this hobby. And hey, I get it. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your afterlife. <laughs> but it's just not that simple. I thought if I had laid out my story for others then maybe they'd get a better idea of what it takes to breathe life into the unliving. Plus, maybe it'll free up my DMs for more goth chicks. <laughs> so the first thing I cover and the first thing you'll need is A Hunchback by Burt Rocket.
right, I love me some scary surf. Dude, this song is like if the Beach Boys slept in a coffin. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool. (laughs) It's so fucking cool. It's so good, yeah. It's just all the fucking sense, like, it's just so good. Dude, I dig the hell out of this vibe. Yeah. Like, dark surf, ooh. Oh, it's so fun. There's, like, so much reverb uh, uh, and, like, Crips-type feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, From from the other stuff I heard, this, like, dark surf rock is Burt Rocket's, like, bread and butter. He has 938 monthly plays, um, and all the tracks I listened to ruled. They Fuck were yeah. all like like this type of music, nice. and, and I can't recommend it enough. I was like just jamming out to this shit like all week. Um, mm. I was really worried when we were driving home today that it was gonna play because I liked like so many of his songs, <laughs> and we just listened to my liked songs on the way home from work. <laughs> and I knew if it came on, you're gonna be like, "Ooh, this is cool. Who's this?" Yeah. You know? right? <laughs> So I would highly recommend, if you're going to check him out, and you should, he has this song called Crip Surfer. It's already in my rotation. It's one of the many songs that I like. Um, it starts off with a werewolf howl, and it just gets better. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good place to start. It's like a, a big lycanthrope hitting the waves vibes, you know? <laughs> And real quick, before we get into this next section, I just want to say, I'm doing the character of an evil necromancer, so, like, I'm sorry if Hunchback is not, like, a nice thing to call people, but my bad. <laughs> Do what? I need to make that asterisk? No, I mean, that's that's fair. It's not the medical term is my issue. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, like, a proper medical that term. Probably, yeah, yeah, that probably, yeah, that makes so more I, sense. I felt kind of bad saying it. A bunch, and yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, it's just like, it's just like every neck, yeah, you know. Yeah. Do you know the actual term? Uh, I can. I, I, I looked me, it up. Yeah. Hold on. It starts with a K, right? Yeah. The kyphosis of Notre Dame. <laughs> kyphosis. I, I don't think that's right either. <laughs> I don't. I think. I think the the bell ringer at Notre Dame has kyphosis, Zach. <laughs> Which is kind of a clunky title. I get why Disney didn't go, like, you know, super PC on that one, you know? Also, it was kind of that era. Um, I know it's like a book, I think. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Who reads books that people talk about making these fake memoirs? Who reads large books? Many large books. I can't read any book. They all smell. Every book I get smells. Is that Mystique by Gucci? (laughs) (laughs) On a first edition King James? (laughs) Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, let's get back to that. Let's get back to the show we're doing. A hunchback is one of the most powerful tools in the necromancer's proverbial tool belt. Whether you need to collect viscera, need some help making your summoning circle, or just want some finger sandwiches delivered to the laboratory, a hunchback in your employ is the ideal solution. For sure, for sure. A good hunchback, the right one for the job, can uh, can be often hard to find. Luckily, the modern world can help ease that burden. I recommend Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. Just remember to always bring a friend and meet in a public location. (laughs) 
Interesting. So you're very uh, pro using new solutions to achieve results. Uh, I'd think uh, the uh, uh, art of necromancy would be rooted in more uh, old school methods. It's just interesting seeing you turn to new technologies like the internet to achieve your goals. I'm a necromancer. I'm not Amish. <laughs> you think I'd be here doing this without an assist from early 2000s forums? Please, some things never change. For example, the second chapter of my memoir is about my first time using a very old and important tool. It's all about shovels by the cowmen. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. The children, they fear me. Folks, they won't come near me. Don't see why I'm my dark refugee. Fear is my shovel. The worms are gonna love you as the dirt does. Go out there. Buffles all your screams. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. What you do and what you need. To that girl. To that girl. She's just a kid. Man, I love like a good uh, country song. Yeah, uh, but I love a good country song that's got some bite to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this achieves that in like the best way. It's got that twangy ass guitar. Mm-hmm. It's got that walking bass, but then the vocals are like borderline harsh vocals. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just got a lot of bite to it. It's very like he's he's he sings with a draw, so it's still country. Mm-hmm. But it's like punk, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's one of those songs that like if someone handed me their phone and be like, play a country song, like I would play this one, and then everyone would get mad at me. Yeah, that's I play I play, <laughs> I play I play the uh, the country album that the Sword put out sometimes, <laughs> and I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, but the issue with the country album by the Sword yeah. uh, is that metalheads hate it and country heads hate it. So. <laughs> I'm just talking sitting... about pissing off a room full of both. <laughs> I'm just sitting in a room just like yee yee. <laughs> um this song has an incredible guitar solo 41 seconds in mm-hmm. that ends up being about a quarter of the whole song. <laughs> um, it's so good. Um but I really love just like the kind of like it it embodies kind of the darker side of country lyrics and stuff like the one that really jumped out to me uh, was don't stop digging until you make a hole that's six feet deep. Yeah. You know, and, and that's one of those things that, like, a lot of country talks about just, like, struggling and, like, and like trying to make it through life and stuff and just, like, and then... Try and, that in a small town. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just... Thing. A lot of good country. <laughs> let me, let me, let me pivot. <laughs> let me pivot from what you said. <laughs> No, but I agree with you. Like this one, this one's talking. It's you know, it's a song called "Shovel," and they're mentioning worms, and that's yeah. always good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are, I mean, that's that's the worm's house. <laughs> the shovel or the dirt? <laughs> you know, check out my worm shovel. 
<laughs> I got a shovel just for worms. Worm pea shovelford. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> I, it's it's the main character of our detective mystery. <laughs> this song it makes me want to like ride a horse downtown and then just like spit my lipper. You know what I mean? I don't. It's like like a lipper when you like pack a pack a bunch of chaw in your in your it, mouth. In your oh, gotcha. Like like if you had a spittoon, you'd spit it into a spittoon. But yeah, but you don't. So you're just you're just hawking your lipper. See, yeah, I was <laughs> when I heard lipper, I just kept thinking flipper, <laughs> lipper. I hardly know her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I said it, and I was like, I don't want to finish because it's so cheap. Um. <laughs> Let me, let, cheap, let me drink out of my goblet here. <laughs> so, uh, the Cowmen are a really cool band. Uh, they currently have 4,100 monthly plays. Um, and I found them because uh, uh, their drummer was uh, one of my favorite, like, podcast dudes. It's yeah. uh, Marcus Parks from uh, Last Pot on the Left and No Dogs in Space. The GOAT. Um, the GOAT, dude. I, I honestly just, the research that guy does is really great. No, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I love hearing him talk. Um, but a uh, uh, really excellent band. Unfortunately, they're no longer together. I would definitely recommend them greatly, um, especially if you like like this twangy country vibe, like I said, with a little bit of bite to it, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's cool; they do have like a shift in tone as they go through their albums. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I would recommend their song "I Got a Car." Um, it's off their last album, uh, the last one they released before they broke up, mm-hmm. and that one's really interesting because it's definitely more like post punk. Yeah. Like there's there's twangy elements to it, but I never thought I would hear a cowman song that wasn't like country. Yeah, sure. You know, um, um, and so when I was like listening to several of their songs, I heard "I Got a Car" and I was like, "Oh, this rips!" Yeah, like this is this is like a whole different vibe, and they still nailed it. So. Yeah. I know people think oftentimes that reanimating the dead is all glamour and glitz, but believe me, it's not. Sometimes you gotta get your hands dirty. Unfortunately, hunchbacks aren't great at this part of the labor. So, you'll likely find yourself at many a burial site, late into the night, with nothing but your oil lantern and your trusty shovel. Despite the filth, I will say there's nothing quite like the feeling of unearthing a particularly good specimen. Why... When I found Napoleon's head, I was both shocked and amazed by how well-preserved it remained. Yes, in much the same way that a hitchhiker requires a towel. Any necromancer worth his salt has his trusty shovel on deck. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, uh you, you, you have... Fully discussed hunchbacks and shovels, that's for sure. Uh, uh, what, what, what? What other words of advice do you have for the, uh, up-and-coming Masters of the Dead? You know, you said that was the point of your book and all. Well, you see, as important as the ancient rituals is the modern notion of branding. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why my next chapter covers that idea. Write a book. By Elise Peterson. Oh. Think that I'm the worst Stepped up crying I'll scratch out my eyes I can't be facing you rather be 
song marshall that was so beautiful <laughs> thank you i made it myself <laughs> i'm just i feel so light and breezy you know well zach you like jazz i do that's the only thing in her bio <laughs> <laughs> Which I love Fuck so yes. much. Oh I love my that God. so much. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, amazing music and funny. I know, right? God damn it, some people have it all. Her whole bio is just, it's just you like jazz. Thank you, Elise Peterson. Thank you. Oh, truly, my gosh. Uh, uh, this, this is like truly just a beautiful song. It's yeah. like kind of like slow jazz. I would love to see a performance of like her and her band. Oh um, yeah, it for would sure. just be it would just be like such a wholesome, just like fulfilling experience. I feel like yeah. Well, it's just I for me, I, it hit me right at the perfect moment where I'm half in a rancherita, <laughs> and you know that sort of like <laughs> you know that yeah, yeah. halfway through a rancherita, rancherita feeling yeah. <laughs> And then you hear something like that, and you just you get like a little bit of like the mom energy, and yeah. you go, "Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. That's so oh." <laughs> and you're just like smiling for no reason. And you're just you like, were smiling at yeah. me. You were looking at me and smiling that whole time. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, "Man, this life's pretty great." <laughs> you know, thank you, Elise. It's so nice. It's <laughs> so beautiful. It's I I love her soft vocals. So like the song starts off and it's got kind of that like chaotic thing where all the horns and everything's playing at once and it's a little chaotic. Yeah. And then it immediately bridges out into just like the slow jazz melody and mm. it's her singing those soft like long drawn out vocals. Yeah. And it's got that gentle like instrumentation accompaniment. Like finding love in the chaos. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly. Yeah. I'm gonna talk like this the rest of the episode. Do it until. Your part where you present your playlist. Oh man, mine's about the guy who made Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> so then keep it up, I guess. <laughs> but like the way she sings, honestly, is just like so, so good. Um, like I said, it's those long, drawn out notes, but then it gets to those sections where she almost does like. It gets rapid. It's like the horns go da 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 da, and she's like matching all of those beats and notes. Um, it's just it's just so good. Mm-hmm. She has eighty nine monthly, and it's criminal. But much like my first band, she only has two songs out. Oh, and they released earlier this year. She's a new artist on the scene. Hell yeah! Oh fuck um, yeah! Yeah, so they both got released in a single uh, from August of this year. Um, her other song, Roses, is like a really similar vibe, just that soft jazz, just the really, just the really just beautiful vocals and the mm-hmm. great accompaniment. Um, um, and it's got those like that like mournful tone to it without being sad. You know what I mean? It doesn't make you feel sad, it just makes you feel like emotion. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Um, and so her song, uh, uh, Roses, highly recommend. It's all just like really excellent. It all like, much like this song, it just does those big swells, but it never like gets faster. It never builds into anything crazy. It will just kind of swell big for a sec mm-hmm. and then it'll drop right back into the pocket. Ah, nice. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. Wait, so a chapter in your memoir covers writing a book? Isn't that like a bit meta? Well, now it really shows how little research you did, Ira. Let me aside real quick. I think Ira Glass does wonderful research. I think I think uh, he's a wonderful presenter. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked his earlier stuff when he was Ira Sand. <laughs> well, now it really shows how little research you did, Ira. Some would say, why not build a brand on popular sites like TikTok or Instagram? It's pretty fucking simple. They don't let you post pictures of dead bodies on there. <laughs> Sorry, you don't know TikTok. <laughs> I guess I guess fucking not. Holy shit. You're assuming a lot there, bud. It's some fuck shit. But that doesn't mean name recognition isn't important. Like I said before, there's not much money in necromancy, and writing a memoir like my own is a great way to make rent on your dungeon. (laughs) That's why I wrote a whole chapter in my book about what it takes to write a book and how I wrote this one. You gotta inspire the edgy kids everywhere. Plus, if people know your name and the deep infernal power you wield, it'll make it much more likely that they submit when the time comes. Uh, submit? How, how, How do you mean? You really ought to read the books of folks before you have them on your show. I, of course, mean submit your will to me amidst the massive undead army that I'm using to take over the world. My next song is World Takeover by Cyanide. This song is like weaponized sound waves. <laughs> Songs to grind your teeth to. <laughs> Whether you're running the battle or trying to escape it, it encapsulates the adrenaline just pumping through your veins. Yeah, it reminded me of just going to any rave ever. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and seeing that one guy who's like had way too much, who's like in like one of those like fucking like lawn chairs you know <laughs> and some dude with the glowing fingers it's just it's in front just, of him yeah just doing a fucking show and his mind is just fucking melting <laughs> the guy's mouth just keeps opening wider or and wider, wider. Yeah. until he tries to eat one of the guy's hands 
Uh, I wrote that I could totally see some folks with neon dreads and ja- uh, gas masks just getting the fuck down to this. Yeah, there's that one girl who's wearing like a bikini and like the biggest furriest boots you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Half the dance floor are just her boots. Um, <laughs> we should go to a rave and have a miserable time. <laughs> Dude, I would hate a rave, I and we should do it. <laughs> I I know for a fact I will not. Like, like I, I, I really enjoy EDM. I really enjoy drugs. I know I will hate a rave. Yeah. We should do it. Yeah. We should. I think, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good yeah. call, Zach. <laughs> I know we've gotten to, like, you know, like, uh, you know, there's there's goth places and other stuff like that. Those are always fun. Oh, but those we are should a blast. really go to a shithole rave we should we do need to go back to the goth club though that oh, was course, that was yeah. a hoot oh my god i love that so much that was a hoot and a half that was a <laughs> a hoot. <laughs> so there's something it's got like those rapid fire non-stop drums uh, but then it's got that unrelenting bass that is somehow more rapid fire and more unrelenting <laughs> <laughs> well it's got that squeaky shoes sound that's always fun <laughs> yeah dude weep, weep. This song is like if a hurricane was on acid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of like the EDM I used to listen to in high school, mm-hmm. uh, where there's not like so much a drop ever as it's just like, hey, we're going to shift tones now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so Cyanide has 92 monthly plays. I did kind of deep cuts with all of mine this week. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah that's what um, it's about. And uh, Cyanide has an EP out from last year and a single out from this year. This one's off the newer single. Dope. I have a hard time recommending this next song, but I kind of have to after listening to a bunch of his music. Sure. His song, The Trial, is like funny, but it's like dark. Oh? It's like really dark. Oh. It's like Goofy from Disney is standing trial for being a mass murderer dark. Oh. And there's a lot of sound bites of the lawyers just like grilling him about the mass murder and him going, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Whoa. It's, I, I almost picked another song, but that one's also like, like it is funny. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, it's. Who knew the guy named Cyanide <laughs> would be dark? I know, right? <laughs> So like, if you're if you're looking for like if you're looking for your pupils to be as big as dinner plates, listen to World Takeover. And if you're looking for like a bad trip, listen to the trial. <laughs> yeah. Now Ari, if you read my memoir, you'd see that the last chapter. He call him Ari. Oh shit, that's the wrong NPR guy. I I switched NPR announcers part way through. <laughs> Ira, Ira. <laughs> Thank you for catching that, Zach. Yeah, no problem. Now, Ira, <laughs> if you read my memoir, you'd see that the last chapter begins with a press circuit promoting my book. But then, otherwise, the whole last chapter has been left unwritten. Because you see, It's happening right now, Ira. As we speak, my undead horde is marching. Well, kind of doing that, like, shuffly, draggy thing that undead guys do. Yeah. Towards every major power across the globe. Fuck. 
Hey, let me look straight into the camera for this next part. Yeah, camera three. Yeah. Citizens of the globe, the time to bow down is now. If you accept your fate gracefully, I'll allow you to do a tad bit of labor. <laughs> I said that's so piratey. <laughs> but if you try to fight back, well, just know you'll be fighting for me. Uh. <laughs> And that's my memoir. Oh, nice. Yeah. Man, I, 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 from, we did a false take at the very start of the first song, and I did a great necromancer voice, and the whole rest of the time, I could not drop this pirate thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, and it was funny. I, like, addressed it. I looked at you, uh, and I was like, I was like, I need to drop this pirate thing. And then I just could not drop it. So, yeah. so I was just a pirate necromancer that whole time. Yeah. And then I was just like, stop saying ours really long. And I was like, eh. <laughs> And you're like, Ira! <laughs> Ira! <laughs> but great playlist, buddy. Great story, but great playlist. I, 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 there's so many on there that I'm, I'm super jazzed to listen to them, especially all these new people that are releasing great fucking yeah, music. Yeah, dude. Uh, fucking dope. I was really pleased that it was just like, you pick the songs that like fit what you're trying to portray, you know? Yeah. Um, but sometimes you really get a lot of deep cuts, and I always love those because that's like what the show's about. It's about finding new music. It's about getting exposure to like new artists and, yeah. and, and getting that stuff out there, you know? Right, so. yeah. Yeah, I was. Thank you. Well, let's. Uh, I I got a playlist. I got. I got. Oh, do you? I got a memoir. Wait, wait. You you made a playlist this week? Five songs? Yeah. Oh. I got a memoir blanc. Oh, he's getting real southern with it. <laughs> he's gonna be a southern pirate. <laughs> now let me see all your doubloons. <laughs> now what's all this business with a X marking the spot? Sorry, okay. <laughs> this is a book on tape. <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> Narrated by Morgan Freeman. Eat and Run. The story of Pac-Man. <laughs> he went there, folks. <laughs> Chapter 1. Insert Coin. I can't recall most of my life. <laughs> I don't know if I had any parents or if I just sprang forth from nothingness. <laughs> I didn't have any arms or feet. I just had a mouth. <laughs> and from that mouth I bellowed, Wagga, 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 wagga. Beautiful. In my life. I only knew one place, but I could never call it a home, for terror lurked around every corner. No, this was a land of nightmares. This was The Grid by Midway Future. <laughs>
I'm sold, Zach. Maybe it's just the malt liquor. We have to go to a bad rave. <laughs> like, I am, like, like I am sold. <laughs> I was dancing so hard that whole song. Like, that was so was much so, fun. It was so funny, like, that yours ended with EDM and mine started with it. Like, whenever you played that last one, I was like, oh, shit. This is going to be a fun or bad transition. <laughs> no, we have to go to a rave. We have to have a bad time, but we got to do it. Like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> I am, I am sold. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I love this song because it's that EDM that kind of has like a sinister vibe to it. It's called The Grid, dude. It's like Cube 2. Yeah. Hypercube. <laughs> Hypercube. Uh, I love the voice sound effects that's like, you know, like super like uh, I, I, I like just all mids, you know, so it just sounds like it's from a video game, you know, right. like finish him, you know, like <laughs> that sort of thing. I love the reverb of the claps, you know, like uh, like I feel like that's always like a really cool thing. in like this type of EDM music where it's the claps that just like reverb and like echo a little bit to kind of like just like drag it all out. Which, because, like, when you're on fucking, like, ecstasy and shit, you're just kind of like, oh, fuck, you know, like. <laughs> the claps are clapping. Yeah. Yeah. And the snozberries. <laughs> I also love, they have, like, the bubble pop, you know, like the, but, like, real fast. Like, yeah, like, there's, like, a yeah. million of them really fast. It's fucking great. <laughs> And the builds are nice, you know, like, I and, and it's kind of just typical of, like, EDM songs, you know, where they have the big swooshes and other stuff like that, uh, which is great when you're on drugs. The drop uh, was really good, honestly, because it, 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 it did a good job of, like, like, some songs before the drop, they're, like, they're, like, very airy and, like, it's a total different vibe when the, when the drop happens. But it's, like, what this did is it just, like, maintained, but it brought back more intensity. Yeah. And so it had that sense of familiarity after the drop. Mm -hmm. um, it was good. It yeah. was really good. Uh, but they are at 23 monthlies, and this is their only song. You found... You found an EDM band that's more underground than the EDM guy I found. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get a bigger beer than you this episode. <laughs> so I had to outdo you in other ways. <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, if you like this song, definitely check it out. Add it to your like EDM mix or just like a, hey, I'm, I'm crazy high mix. You know, it's great. Or if, you know, you're straight edge, you got the X's on your hands, you, maybe you just like the song. And that's great, too. <laughs> You're allowed to listen to music off drugs, people. Yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> Anyways, back to... Back to the thing. Chapter two. I forgot you were Morgan Freeman. Holy shit. Devour. <laughs> this grid. This maze before me was all I knew. Its bright neon walls trapping me into these confined spaces. So often I would think of escaping, only to come out on the other side, opposite of the screen, a never-ending cycle of eating and consuming Little Yellow Pills <laughs> by Jackie Lomax. <laughs> Doctor says I'm very ill. He's feeding me little yellow pills for my heart, and it's a shame, shame. 
without you, girl. And it's a shame, shame. I love how they do all of these like micro solos. Yeah. Um, it starts off with the organ, and then after that was it was it was a horn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was even like a mini drum solo in there. Yeah. And it's never quite like it's not like they're sitting there soloing for like an extensive period of time. They're just doing these little micro solos that like emphasize every different instrument. And it's like, oh my god, they're all killer, dude. Yeah. The the thing I wrote down about this song is everything is so tight. It is. You know, everything just perfectly fits in. You know, like like the everything just like feels so cohesive and er, like like you're saying, like everything has like a little like kind of like solo, but it's like oh, it doesn't distract at all from like the song itself. Like, it has its moment, but it doesn't take away from the cohesive piece because mm-hmm. it's just it's just doing that moment. Yeah. Oh man, I love how oh. punchy Ooh. the horns are. You know, they're mm-hmm. just so punchy. Uh, you know, it sounds like the part in the heist movie when like everybody's working like just bad jobs before doing the heist <laughs> when they're getting approached about the heist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like the guy gets offered the heist and then he tells his manager, I quit, you know, like, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Uh, Every single guy the same way. Yeah. I, I quit. quit. <laughs> it's like 12 of those all in the same montage. Back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that squishy synth at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like it adds like a little bit of like sci-fi element to it. Like I don't know, it's it's super fun. It's just a great song, and it's a it's a interesting start of the song. You know, because the rest of that song does not sound like it. You right, know? right. Uh, so it's just it's interesting that they started out that way. But so this is actually released on Apple Records. So oh, really, yeah. So pretty much, uh, J- uh, Jackie Lomax. Uh, was a person who kind of did the same route of like the Beatles, right? Where oh. they, they they toured and they went to Germany and they did all that. And then George Harrison actually produced this album and a lot of his early work until the Beatles broke up and and then Apple Records just like kind of stopped being a thing, you know? Right. Uh, and then he like kind of jumped around from different bands and did other stuff. But his his catalog of music is really fucking great. Uh, he's at 6K monthly. He's got four albums, at least on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, obviously, I think he has more albums just because he was with other bands and shit like that. I would recommend uh, the song that the Beatles like kind of like promoted with him. Like uh, it's called Sour milk sea uh i also like a song called i just don't know amen brother yeah i was like god <laughs> damn i relate to that buddy i uh, uh real quick i just want to say i love the album title yeah is this what you want is this what you want <laughs> this is this what you want oh god <laughs> i loved that that's, I looked... the t- that's the title of my divorce book <laughs> is this what you want yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i want a divorce yeah <laughs> All right. Chapter three. (laughs) Haunted. So many thoughts race through my head as I would mindlessly chomp on these yellow pills. Was this helping? Would I ever escape? Was this some sort of sick game? Yes. <laughs> but I couldn't think long before they would find me. These haunting figures of blue, red, orange, and pink 
forever chasing me, trying to corner me, consume me. Why were they doing this? What have I done to rot their wrath upon me? <laughs> it's just, you picked Morgan Freeman, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but every so often, I was able to turn the table, gaining power that made them cower in fear. <laughs> My next song is Chasing Ghosts <laughs> by The Renters. I'm on the love that dude yeah right i didn't want to turn it off you told me to turn it off i was like no <laughs> i want to be sad <laughs> let me be sad is this sad it probably is i just listen to a lot of sad music is yeah <laughs> yeah it probably is i'm just used to it <laughs> <laughs> talking about like being on the edge and like in the thoughts of you. Yeah, it just started yeah. with that real, like, it, I loved how it started, like, real, with that kind of, like, soft, uh, uh, it, it started kind of soft, and it was funny, because immediately when I heard that guitar tone at the start, I was like, I'm gonna like this. I liked the song immediately. Yeah. Um, because I knew it was gonna get big. Yeah. And I knew once it got big, it was gonna stay big. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it showed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guitar riff just drips in ectoplasm. <laughs> Anna? <laughs> I, uh, I, it kind of like, I don't know, like, it kind of remind me a little bit of like 90s grunge in a way. Yeah. You know, like, uh, kind of like in the way of like, uh, like come as you are, you know, like uh-huh. starts off with that, like, sort of like same sort of guitar, like, sort of slow. And then it builds like that. This song kind of does that same thing, which I mm-hmm. liked a lot. But one thing I did like is like the vocals in the, the verse, you know, are very sort of like, you know, kind of reserved and then down. And then like, as he's doing the the chorus, I felt like he wasn't going as like hard as like some like you know like a Nirvana song would. Right, right. right. He but wasn't I, he wasn't ever getting to that like borderline harsh vocal or right. anything like and that. And I kind of yeah. like that. You yeah, know? No, me like, too. I, I like that a lot. I thought that was like really great in like in that comparison of like oh mm-hmm. no, no 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 it's still it's still like you know intense in a way, but it's not like an intense that's out of character. If well, that makes it was sense. it was a very um. Like, the intensity was through the instrumental. Yeah. And so it allowed the song to build an intensity, but he was able to keep that same, like, vibe and passion that he had initially with his vocal. You yeah. Know? And I feel like there's, like, a level in the lyrics, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, that's a bit self-inflicted. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> like, you're probably not reading too much into it, this kind of music. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I thought you meant like probably not. You're sad. No, no, just like just like this kind of music. It's like no, no, it, it's totally self-inflicted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so uh, they're at uh, sixteen hundred monthly listens. Uh, they got five albums. I recommend the song Sandra Bullock. Ooh, yeah. And then their newest single, which is just called Fent. <laughs> That's pr- pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great song though. Uh, when uh, uh, when ish, I know I don't know if you ever written down, but when ish are these guys like have they been putting out music? Uh, so I mean, this is their uh, Fent is their newest single, and that came out this year. Oh hell yeah! Okay, yeah cool. yeah yeah. I'm gonna check these guys out. I really dug that. Yeah, that's, no. like, that's like straight up my alley. And it's a great name too. Y'all the know Renters? me. Yeah, right. That's a great fucking name. We're all that. Um, <laughs> but you know me. It's like I love like my slow heavy metal, and then I love like my just like emo shit. And it's yeah. like this totally. Oh, mm, mm, mm. Well, Marshall. Mm. Sorry. If you're done mm in the nylon, it's time to get into. I'm sorry, Mr. Freeman. Chapter four. <laughs> Food. I can't get over it. It's like, I know it's coming now. I can't get over it. <laughs> Ever so often, a drop of sweet, delectable fruit would appear from the heavens. A release from the endless stream of yellow pills. There would be food. Actual food. Like an apple or a strawberry. But my favorite would always be Cherry by Chair Model. Shake it, shake it up, huh? Shake it up. I'm gonna stir it up like a cherry in the cup. Shake it, shake it up, huh? Shake it up. I'm gonna stir it up like a cherry in the cup. That song rips. I love yeah. that, dude. It's super fun, you know? And oh, like, man. I wrote this down, and it's not an insult. <laughs> what a way to start it. This is one of those fun songs you hear on, like, an eBay commercial. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. That, I've, I've that found, checks out. Yeah, like, you know, because it's like, here's the thing. Corporations. Ugh, Ooh, ugh, ah, the man. The man. You know, but sometimes they like, you know, they have like some person who's like, yeah, this is like a really indie song that people don't know about, you know. Well, yeah, they hire a 23 year old in their marketing department, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> and they got a fire ass playlist and they're giving money to like, you know, some small indie band and they're making good money from the mm-hmm. fucking commercial. Like, I have no problem with that. Uh, but I, this song sounds like it's like, yeah, it's like a like a, a an ad of you know selling your shit people buying your stuff you know like you i don't your, know you get your box in the mail and you shake it up yeah you know? and then you gotta go man maybe this corporation isn't so bad <laughs> like that's the power of the song you know i i what really stood out to me and i i, I know you know this already zach because 
when both of these happened, I turned and looked at you and said it. Yeah. Um, but the fucking, the berry sacks. Oh, and the fucking sacks. Oh, and the synth, dude. Oh. The two parts where those kind of took the lead melody for a little bit, yeah. it was incredible. All all coming through with, uh, like, that sort of foundation of that, like, secret agent guitar. Yeah. You know, with that fucking, like, sort of, like, those, <laughs> like, long chords <laughs> that just kind of have that little bit of, like, uh, I guess, like, reverb or, like, wah-wah to it, you know? Uh-huh. That's kind of just like, ah, oh, it's so fucking Mm. crisp and nice that was so good i love how low energy the vocals are for how like fucking like danceable the song is shake shake it up (laughs) Uh, shake shake it up you know yeah no no it's it's super good yeah it's just like has like a really nice like balance to it i love Mm -hmm. it um but yeah they're at 60k uh, okay, uh, hell yeah. Uh, monthly. Hell yeah. Yeah. They're from like Oklahoma City. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that was a little bit north. Well, I guess all of it's north. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, all of it in America. Oh, in Texas for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have uh, one album and then they have six EPs. I would recommend the song Hello, Hello. Or, <laughs> and possibly, uh, Let's Get Together. I thought and possibly was the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, and possibly, if you already love Hello, Hello as well. If you're looking for even well, more, more. <laughs> may I introduce? Oh. Hello. <laughs> but let's move on, Marshall. We're, 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 you know, we're still reading a book. <laughs> Chapter five. <laughs> I can't fucking deal with it, dude. <laughs> Wrapped in a bow. All this time I thought I was alone, that no one could understand this experience that I have been through. How could they? But I was wrong. (laughs) My life changed forever. She looked absolutely stunning. (laughs) She looked, well, she looked like me. As a carbon copy, <laughs> but with one small key detail. A beautiful pink bow. <laughs> My next song is Miss Pac-Man by Hyper Gore. Big bitches in a black truck packed in. Who were there in my way, Miss Pac-Man? Erdman's made a real big purchase. Purse so big, had to treat it like a person. Yeah. That's some dope shit. Yeah, I love this a lot. So I'm a big fan. You know this, but I'm a big fan of Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful, beautiful, amazing woman. <laughs> you you have a, a, a stand-up bit about it. Yeah. You know, when you, you love something, you put it in your art. <laughs> you know? And uh, I, I, so first of all, just giant fan of uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Also love Cardi B. She's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they made a song called Bongos, right? And that's kind of the the sequel to WAP. Yeah. Wet ass pussy. What? It's it's a pussy. I thought it was an onomatopoeia for when you slap someone. No. (laughs) WAP. 
You didn't do the work. <laughs> do the research. The whole Ben Shapiro thing, it was fucking great. Uh, which is like, oh, God. Him, him reading the lyrics, honestly, is hilarious. And, and that's another thing. Just the ripples of Megan the Stallion, you know, for to, for it to make a moment as funny as that. Like, yeah. you know, how could you not love her? Anyways, glorious. Glorious. Uh, uh, she deserves none of the hate that she gets. Uh, she's amazing. Anyways. But I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of bongos, right? Love WAP. I think uh-huh. we all do. But... <laughs> But I wasn't, it wasn't, it just didn't have like the element of like, uh, oh man, this is also really great. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it just felt more like kind of like, you know, a sequel as sequels do, you know, this take on it though, this remix fucking reignited incredible. my love. Yeah. It's just so fucking great. Like incredible. I just, uh, for me, I think like the aspect there was bongos is very simple, like, but adding all of these elements to it, just like kind of amplify it a lot you know i don't think my arms were like down by my side that whole time because yeah. i was just i was just fucking dancing like crazy I'm, I'm sitting i'm sitting in in a chair um <laughs> and and yes as most podcasters and do yet yeah. <laughs> i was dancing like a madman that whole time i love i love that sort of slow down synth they do that kind of is just like like the teriyaki boys but they're on lean you know <laughs> The teriyaki boys, but from Houston? Yeah. Because <laughs> it does that boom, 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 and then it does it on, like, the, the base of it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Oh, mm. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> you remember Borat? <laughs> it's like the teriyaki boys in a mankini. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, I think the drum loops also are very well executed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there's there's so much, there's a lot of different like drum patterns in this song. Maybe not a lot, but like there's very purposeful drum patterns mm-hmm. in, in this song that could just kind of come in when they need to, and then like you know just immediately exit, and all of a sudden we're on to the next thing. And right. I, I thought it just it does one of those beautiful blendings where you really have to pay attention to notice it. You know, and I feel like that's always really like masterful to pull off. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you really have to listen to a song three or four times before you go, oh, wait, there was that change up, you know, that like shifts. Maybe the I vibe. shouldn't say hmm because I listened to it once. But um. yeah, <laughs> no, but, you know, no, but I, I do No, It's it's one of those things where it's like you you hear the intricacy and like the choices that they're making mm-hmm. and, and the rhythm is always the driving force of the song. Yeah. And so when they do those switch ups, even if you're not like aware of what specifically is happening you're feeling the change in like the movement of the song and then it it hits its center again yeah but they're at 936 monthlies uh they got four albums out uh i would recommend the song uh w3 which is kind of like we uh i (laughs) should also say hypergore the way you spell that is you remove all the e's with threes (laughs) and then the o with a zero it's a big number group. Yeah, big numbers. <laughs> but yeah, check them out. They're they're fucking great. Especially, uh, I would say a lot of their other stuff is more like fast, like breakbeat type stuff. Mm-hmm. But then recently, over the last year, they've been doing a lot of remixes like this, and I really love this. You know? Yeah. No, this was super good. Um. But yeah, Marshall, time for the final chapter. Oh shit! He's gonna do Morgan Freeman voice again, and I'm going to lose my shit because every single time, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Chapter six. <laughs> Kill screen. <laughs> ah! 
I don't know how much longer this can go on. Time seems to move faster and faster. Each success only returns me to this horrid place. Maybe one day it will end. One day I could be somewhere else. Maybe fighting an Italian plumber or a blue hedgehog. I must be losing my mind. But now, all I know is waga 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 waga. <laughs> the end. Audible has hoped that you enjoyed this book. <laughs> It's just crazy to me that you read a, a Game Informer article <laughs> in a Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> yeah, you know. And yeah, sometimes clear- when you can't hire Morgan Freeman, you just got to do a, a very poor version of his voice. <laughs> to be clear, I did have to Google Game Informer because it's been so long since I've had a copy. So. Yeah. R.A.P. I almost said Nintendo Power, and I was like, Pac-Man's not a Nintendo game. Sorry. <laughs> they fell by the wayside. He's in Super Smash, so. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was excellent. Uh, oh, excellent songs. Uh, I loved your execution on just like, like, I mean, y'all heard it, folks. You heard me, <laughs> you heard me lose my shit every single time he started the Morgan Freeman voice. It's, it's, it's wonderful because this man doesn't do impressions in comedy, but he also does incredible impressions. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect scenario. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a voice median, you know? <laughs> like, a lot of times they can't see what I'm doing with my hands or, like, the funny faces that I'm doing. So I gotta, I gotta you know, we all gotta spice it up a little bit, yeah? But let me assure you, he is doing funny things with his hands and, well, I mean, you can hear his voice, so. Oh, God. <laughs> See, that was me doing a funny face and funny hands. I went cross-eyed into the jerk-off motion. It was a lot, y'all. Yeah. But you responded because you saw it. I did. I did. It was, uh... Whoo! Well, Marshall, I think we have one more segment before we get out of here, and I think it's something you put together. Yes, this segment is called The Mini Memoirs of the Masses. Dope. Today, I've come up with some titles of what I believe different people's memoirs would be called. I didn't check if these people have written memoirs. (laughs) So, um, any comparison to a real-life book is purely coincidental. Uh, And, Zach, on any of these, uh, uh, because I just wrote some down for some different people. On any of these, if you have one that you'd like to throw out there, if you think this person might have a different name for their book, like, hit me with it. Sure, yeah. Blue sky, baby. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to start with Eric Andre. Oh, fuck yeah. His memoir is called Stop Attacking Me in Public. I play a character on my show, goddammit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good title. It's the goddammit that really sells it, you know? Uh... Yeah, no, you know, no notes. You think I nailed that one? Yeah, nailed it, yeah. I was going to say, like, time for some ranch, but honestly, no, that just, that encompasses (laughs) it. That's his life, you know? Yeah. 
Oh man, his uh, uh, his episode of bombing that he did with Mac DeMarco. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that one was revealing. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Y'all should go listen to it. Yeah. The next guy I got uh, is is Walter White, not oh. Brian Cranston. <laughs> Walter White. Okay. And his is called Cooking with the Boys and other such stories. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> I think it should be. How to get away with most murders. With with almost all the murders. Almost all of them. <laughs> with 99.99% of murders. Yeah. Because really, they just got them on like the one. <laughs> but he killed a lot of people. He sure did. And if not directly, indirectly for sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean when he just watches a girl OD. <laughs> Oh, that was that was a dark scene, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I say laughing jovially. Yeah. <laughs> That's a comedy podcast. Yeah, we keep it light. Uh, so next we've got Dick Cheney with a uh, live laugh land war. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I would go with Puppet Master. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I think I. I wonder if he would choose to embrace that. Like, like everyone knows that he yeah. was pulling the strings during the Bush presidency, but it's like I wonder if he would lean into that or not. You know, maybe maybe it deals with his depression. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Dick Cheney's depression. No, no, dude. no, no, no. Stick with me. Stick with me. Let me land the plane. Let me land the plane. And it's called Halla Hurtin. <laughs> I just unplugged my earphones on accident. My my fucking headphones on accident because I swung my arm down. It was such intense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my right? god, that Halla was crazy. Halla Hurtin. Halla Hurtin with Dick. Halla Hurtin with Dick. My dick's hella hurting right now. <laughs> uh, so next we've got Scott Stapp from Creed. All right. And that one's called With My Heart Wide Open. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Because I was already working the, the can you drink me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it should just be called. <laughs> <laughs> Creed, because I uh, yeah. when I was at band practice this past weekend, that was nothing we were actually talking about. Sure, um, every element of Creed is pretty solid except Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> like the instrumentals are pretty fucking yeah. good in that yeah, band, yeah. dude. There's a reason why it was successful. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> okay. Uh, next, we have Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Lights, camera, action, the feet that made me. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming in somewhere. You knew it was a feet pun (laughs) or a feet joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that's good. I was trying to get in like something like, you know. Yeah, I got nothing. I guess you could say like inglorious bastard. Yeah, that one's like, good. Not plural. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Yeah. 
I came up with that one after about 40 ounces of malt liquor. So. Yeah. Pulp nonfiction. Oh, solid. Yeah, solid. there's that one. Um, let's see. How about I know more than you? <laughs> that was such a gross laugh. I'm so sorry y'all had to hear that. You weren't even, it wasn't even like a spit take situation? No, just... it, was, it was just all the phlegm in my body coming to the top of my throat at once. <laughs> and I've got one more for you, Zach. All right. Uh, this one's by O.J. Simpson, and it's called If I Did It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. That one was released in 2007, just to be clear. Yeah. I think it would have been a little bit better if it's called How I Would Have Done It. <laughs> That's what the book was. It was that, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no. Well, sorry, sorry, I apologize, audience. Any resemblance to a real memoir is purely coincidental. <laughs> and that is the tell it all forehead kiss <laughs> that puts this episode to bed. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. That's that's super dope of you, and uh, we really appreciate it. If you'd love to show us some love, that'd be super nice. You can do that by giving us a follow on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. If you guys could also give us a rating, five stars more, do what your heart tells you. We'd really appreciate it. You guys can also find us on Instagram and now TikTok. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, we just dropped a clip today of uh, me doing the Gilbert Godfrey voice. So oh my God, so good. We're on the social medias now. <laughs> we're out and about. From here on out, folks. Yeah, you guys can also email us, eardrunk at gmail.com. Uh, if you guys have any sort of suggestions for playlists, if you guys have any uh, sort of uh, songs that you're listening to that you would love to turn us on to, that would be dope. Or if you want to give us any notes, like, hey, your Morgan Freeman's kind of offensive. You can say all of these things. <laughs> You can say these things. You can message us. We're right there. Just just pick up the phone and, and do the little tap-a-tap tap on the <laughs> pick keyboard. Pick up the phone and then don't use the phone function. Don't do, use yeah, the yeah. keyboard. What are you, 90? <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, no, we just we really appreciate it and we'd love to hear from you. Um, you guys can also check out all the playlists with these amazing, wonderful artists who definitely deserve your time and attention. Uh, you can check all of those playlists in the description of this episode. And you'll also see another man. A man who, if he wrote a memoir, I'd buy ten copies. And that is one J.W. Francis. J.W. lets us use the song Lo-Fi off the album We Share a Similar Joy. He's an amazing guy. We really love him. We appreciate him. Uh, he's just such a solid dude. He's out there. He's making music. Saw him on Instagram live today. So be sure to give him some love. We always really appreciate him. He's got some great hits. He's got Casino. Mm-hmm. So give them some love, and uh, you know uh, we we'll hope you're giving yourself some love. Not like that, but <laughs> just not while you're listening to the show. Like, like it's normal. That's a normal yeah. thing for people to do. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's weird. <laughs> I've been your host Zach Webb, and I'm OJ Simpson. And have a kick-ass day. <laughs>